Which one was it again? That's the question. I don't know. Top left. I'm going top left. It's the Brian and Matt show. Matt's got a mullet. Brian's got a big ass beard. You can pull it. It's the Brian and Matt show. With all things insurance and random tomfoolery. The Brian and Matt show. Question. Are you recording video this time? Yes, I'm recording video this time. You didn't hear it say, you're now recording. Welcome to the Matt and Brian show. Brian and Matt show. Welcome to the Matt and Brian show. I'm staring at a lot of coffee stains on my floor. I apparently didn't do a good job cleaning the baseboards. Spilt a lot of coffee in my office yesterday. A lot. I I knew I was going to do it too. This is how I knew. When I put my backpack on this tiny little side table that is filled with a Pelican box for all our Roadcaster stuff, it's also filled with about six thousand cups of coffee that have about a quarter filled i put it down and i put new coffee cups on top of the shelf but it was on top of one of the straps and i said to myself matt if you don't move that strap when you go to leave at 2 30 to pick up your kids you are going to spill that coffee and then the other voice in my head said nah matt you'll move it later you're a smart guy you're a nah, big matt boy. you're not a dumbass you're not you'll a dumbass. remember you'll remember matt you're a big yeah. boy Turns and, out, uh, spill the coffee. Needless to say, uh, you're, everywhere. You're the guy that McDonald's puts the warning on the coffee cups for, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <Warning. laughs> you are. This is hot. Are. Don't touch. I'm like, well, how hot? How Don't spill hot? this warning. Don't spill this on your crotch. <laughs> you know how many times I've dumped coffee and water on my laptop and had to get a new one? Three times. You know what? I told you what I did last week. Oh, and my wife was pissed. I get up and let's all judge my wife for a minute. She still drinks Folgers. She also says rag and big and not bag and rag. True. She drinks Folgers. Got to be the breakfast blend. Right. And so I'm like, I'm going to make coffee. I'm going to have her wake up to a fresh pot. Right. Good husband. Um, so I put the coffee in, I put the water in, I hit the button. I come to the office where I'm at now. I forget to put the pot back under the thing dude we had we had liquid coffee everywhere all over the counters dripping down coffee grounds fucking everywhere she wakes up she's not happy with me she's pissed she's like why did you try and be a good husband just go back to being a normal husband instantly pissed at me and it's like yeah good morning like oh i messed up on that one pretty bad oops Yeah, so I tried to clean up my coffee this morning or this afternoon, did a horrible job. Um, It's everywhere. I got it off the walls, but I missed the baseboard apparently, and it's a freaking mess. Anyways. You know what what they say? Let's segue this, because I think this segue works great. And I can't hear myself in here. I thought I could last time. You could. I'm so sorry. You have your, you have your, this, before we started recording this, you should have seen the freaking disaster I had to deal with. Every single time we film a podcast, every single time, there's always an issue. What mic do I use? Why can't I hear anything? You have to change your volume output on your computer. So why don't you change it real quick so that you can hear me? I can hear you. I can't hear me. Oh, well, I'm sorry. And first of all, podcasts are for listening, not for watching. Well, why do we record the video that we're supposed to put on a YouTube channel, which we haven't built yet? Well, you tell me, jackass. Okay. Anyway, you know what they say about coffee, right? What happens when you drink coffee? What's it do? Makes you poop. It makes you poop, right? <laughs> on, so today's episode, 
we're going to talk about insurance agency bathroom etiquette. This is a big one. Um, It is a big one. This is a big one. Uh, Before we go into etiquette, I'm going to talk about the time that I visited um, CIA headquarters in Texas for a week. And um, my flight was canceled at nine o'clock the night before. So I drove to the airport at nine o'clock and I got on a 12 a.m. flight, which didn't end up leaving till 2 a.m. I was up all night, got there at 530 in the morning, went to the hotel Mike was staying at, surprised him at the hotel. Then we went straight to the CIA quarters or CIA. Did I say that right? CIA. I think you you said it right the first time. CIA. Then you said it. Then you said it right again the second time. So why not CIA. try CIA? Okay. So went to CIA headquarters after not yep. sleeping all night, feeling like a freaking pile of trash. And I was like, man, I got to poop. But this is at an office where there's also Paige and Amanda and everybody's at the office. I'm like, I can't just poop at this office. I do not like public pooping. I don't either. I hate it. And when you get it's to the worst, when you have bathroom etiquette, like man here at my office, well, let me, let me share something about my office that nobody knows. I have two bathrooms in my office, which is nice. One of them isn't labeled a bathroom and it also has a shower that was put in after the bathroom was there and they put a wall in between the toilet and the shower, but they put it right in between the AC vent. I have to talk quietly because I don't want them to hear me talking about their bathroom job. Someone is pooping in the shower right now. So what happened? (laughs) What happened was this. They put the wall in the middle of the AC vent. So it blows air into the toilet and the and the bathroom, but also mid of the wall gets AC. <laughs> that's some that's some redneck engineering. Yeah. So I have a shower yeah. in my bathroom at the office. I've never used it, never plan on using it. I'm a little confused and a little concerned and a little bit grossed out by it. But I know some I'm, people do use it. I'm not a public I don't like that either. I don't like going like I don't I'm not to the point where I drive home to go. My you know? father-in-law used to go at his office. He used to go to the McDonald's down the street. Ooh, that'd be worse, I think. I think it's worse. But that is something he would do. But I don't even like peeing publicly. Like, you know what is my nightmare? Is peeing in like a urine trough at like a sporting event. Wearing flip-flops. Wearing flip-flops. Just getting, <laughs> just forgetting drilled by urine on my feet. No, That's but I, gross. yeah, I hate them. I always just like, I'm tighten up, can't pee. Yeah. I can pee in public. That's fine. Bathroom though, th- like n- the number two throws me for a loop and I'll use the one at my office. So you have a notorious th- office, uh, rule breaker, not, not in oh, your office, yeah. but in the building. And I know, I know who it is and I know his name and I'm not going to say it because Google is very powerful, <laughs> but we're, we're going to call him Frank. Okay. And Frank my office is in a historic building. It's like, I don't know. You've been there. It's like a hundred and something years old. It's like an old dairy be, creamery, right? Yeah. It used to be a dairy creamery back in the day. And so like my office is all brick and makes weird sounds and has weird smells and probably haunted. Right. Well, the second floor where I'm at, it's us. It's like a, an investment uh, company with like two or three people in there. And then it's a marketing company. And, okay. and like not a lot of people and majority of them are ladies. So don't have to worry about it. Right. It's me, a couple dudes next door. And then one dude across the way, four dudes, one bathroom, not a big deal. Well, this, that we'll call him Frank. Like I said, Frank likes to come upstairs because Frank found the door code out from someone 
And Frank has a bathroom downstairs. He just doesn't want to use it. He likes the privacy and, and sanctity and security of the bathroom upstairs that doesn't get a lot of use. And Frank, we call it taking a Frank, like he'll be in there for 45 minutes. <laughs> and it's like, bro, take your dad dump at home. Like, this is like, let's go. Like, if you got to go, go, I get it. But there is no reason why you should be in there. Scrolling TikTok. Dude, Monday or late last week, Friday, I, I told Ariel, I'm like, I'm going to go use the bathroom. And she's like, good luck. Someone's in there probably taking a Frank. And I'm like, you're probably right. And I walked down there and I could hear audio like someone was on TikTok or Instagram or something watching the videos from the men's room. Like, It's not the time or the place. Not the time or the place. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I've said it a million times. Not the time or the place. I feel like there needs to be, I think I'm going to figure out how to change the door code. You should. I think if I Googled the brand of the door code, it's like the four digit pin pad, you know? You know, you could just ask, you know, your property management company for the, to change the door code because too many people from the streets are using it. No, they allow him to, <sighs> you know what there, I did complain. I did. You did. Right? Well, and I worded it very well. I said, you know, <laughs> I'm sick of the Franks. <laughs> I'm sick of. I'm sick of Frank taking a Frank every day. I said, you know, there's some times where um, the bathroom is occupied for long amounts of time. And sometimes it's dire straits, if you know what I mean. And you got to go, right? (laughs) (laughs) I'll find the email. I'll share it with you. And so their solution wasn't to have a conversation with the tenant who should be staying and using his bathroom downstairs. That wasn't the solution. You want to know what the solution was? They made me a key to the downstairs bathroom that is for the coffee shop patrons. So you're going to go into a very public establishment? To to go to the bathroom, yeah. That was their solution. And have you ever used that key? Uh, I've I've done number ones down there. You know know me in the water. You put your your finger in the pond or put your toe in the water. Yeah, I'll dip my toe a little bit, but... (laughs) Yeah, I, I haven't I haven't done like the you haven't the old, done a Frank. Uh, no, I haven't franked down there ever. <laughs> office etiquette is interesting. Like here's another one of office etiquette. Music. Yeah. Like if your staff is listening to music or certain people are listening to music, headphones. Like it's office etiquette is a very interesting thing. Like how lo- loud you talk on the phone. I feel bad for the people around my office. So I have a little room, a little office suite inside of a, a building, and there's people everywhere. And I feel bad because I'm always on calls all day long on Facebook calls, Zoom calls, other things like that. And I know I talk pretty loud. And so I always feel bad for these people, which is why they're moving me to the corner of the building, I think. Look at that. You got a free upgrade. Now you get windows, man. I get a win- Actually, I do get two windows. I get a small See? little window and a big window, but a smaller office. Well, that'll be nice. It doesn't look like you're in a Al-Qaeda prison cell if yeah. you have windows. Yeah, with my Dwight bobblehead. Yeah, we listen to music. Um, with the building being brick, uh, radio stations are tough. We only get a couple. Uh, but every Thursday, they do Throwback Thursday from like Who eight. listens to the radio anymore? We do. It's South Dakota. What do you listen to? You know, I, I would like to say Spotify, but I'm not hip enough for it. I still listen to Pandora. 
No, we don't do that. We listen to the radio. Yeah. Listen to ads. Yeah, why not? This is this is madness. That in and of itself is etiquette in and of itself. I don't think so. You, so Ariel's just in there listening to War of the Roses in the morning? War of the Roses? What you, are you talking about? Like on radio shows, they have like War of the Roses where they call a guy up, say they're from like the telephone company, he won a free dozen roses, who's he sending them to? And he doesn't send them to his girlfriend or wife, he sends them to, you know, some lady his wife thinks that he's cheating on her with. Never, I have no oh, idea what Oh, those are so right freaking good. I love those. <laughs> I love those. I also no. love the... Um, last name game where you uh get a judge if their maiden name or their married name is better upgrade or downgrade hmm. that's a fun one that'd be fun we should do that we should go live in soup yeah say upgrade or downgrade <laughs> <laughs> yeah so etiquette's a big deal in the office i mean we just came off of our just literally right we just finished our launch for um our agency elf at new packages and that was stressful we went over 10 digit dlc stuff in our last podcast which was stressful um we want to kind of keep this podcast a little light and not talk about a whole bunch of, you know, processes and stuff and just, you know, not chat. Not all the time anyway. Not yeah. all the time. Chat about a lot of, you know, different funner stuff in your agencies. Um, I'm really curious how agents are handling um, not just bonus structures, but like um, incentives in agencies. Because uh, everybody, you know, gravitates towards being incentivized to do their job you know, over and above and beyond, sell more, write more, prospect better, you know, what are their goals and targets for their producers or their staff or their agents? How are they um, incentivizing them to try, you know, a little bit harder than they currently are? Um, I'm always curious how people are doing that because, you know, some people gravitate towards time off. That really means a lot <coughs> to them. Yeah. Some yeah. people don't necessarily care a ton about time off. They want more money. Some people would rather get trips. Some people would rather get purses or bags, you know, Cortland, um, she's had a ton of music concert. Uh, she loves concerts, love Harry Styles. I don't know if Charles Casey. is, uh, Casey no, he does that all the time. Too. Casey does that too. Bags. Yep. You know, I'm, I'm curious of what people are doing out there. I'd love to hear from people what they're doing to incentivize their team. Um, because it's really important to have a good pulse on your staff and what incentivizes them. Cause yeah. if I'm incentivized with, yeah, you write five life policies, you get a hundred bucks that might not really make me as happy as, hey, go take half a day and play golf. Right. I'll pay like I'll pay for the round of golf, which is 50 bucks, take a half day. Yeah. You know, that would, it, finding out what your staff wants to do or how they want to be rewarded. I'm curious how people are doing that because I think in our industry, we see it in the captive world. It's trips. It's really just trips. You do this, you get a trip. For, you do this. For the agent. For the yes. agent, mo mostly. Correct. You do right. this, you get a trip. You hit this, you get a bonus. And, you know, trips now, like, I'll pay for my own trip. I don't want you to tell me that, yeah, we're going to take you to freaking Napa and stay at this hotel. Yeah, that's fun, but I'd rather. You go to Napa on my own. Yeah. 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 You know, I'm yeah. curious. There's, there's like, um, there's tests out there that'll tell you what motivates your staff. It'd be a really good test for like your staff personality to take type. Yearly. I forget what it's called, but yeah, you can take a test and like be able to figure out what makes them tick. And you what know. makes them tick this year may not be what makes them tick next year. I think how many agents are in survival mode right now? Yeah. Like, I mean, and how many agents, like, say, for example, your staff, you've given them raises and they're feeling a little bit more financially secure after being at your agency for five, six plus years. Maybe their incentivizer isn't a raise anymore because they're at a good spot. You know, everybody, 
And this is something we talked about when I came on to Agency Elephant. This is something Mike asked me, and I always think about it. I don't know why. Um, when I came on working with Agency Elephant at the time before I became a partner, uh, my first conversation with Mike, he was like, what's your number? What's your number that you want to make yearly? Like, what's the number? And I don't know what the number I gave was. And he told me the reason he asked was because, you know, everybody's got that number where they get to that number and then they kind of, you know, coast, right? They hit their number and they're coasting because they're at their number. And that's all I've always thought about because I, I think my mindset in life is probably a little unhealthy. Um, and, but it's also good in some areas, especially with business and growth and all sorts of things. I'm never satisfied never satisfied with where I'm at, which isn't a good thing, you know, because if you're never satisfied, then what are you just never happy? And it's not that I'm never happy. It's like, this isn't good enough for me. Yeah. And then I'll hit the next threshold. Not good enough. Not good enough. Hit the next threshold. Not good enough. Right? Like I am addicted to building and growing things. And I've noticed in agency elephant when we've talked and we're, doing different things in the business and working on it in my agency and we're doing things on the in, in my agency and I'm working on things that aren't building things, I am significantly less satisfied or excited. And you're absolutely more annoying. I am more annoying. I am because I'll bring like up you, things. And uh, yeah, it's the roast of Matt Hahn now. Yeah. You open the flood. I, and I'm fine with that. I'm okay because I so know these things. you're the guy that's like, if we're not changing, tweaking, editing, <laughs> making better, like, God, just stop. Just you let know? it like, ride for three months, six just months. Let it see ride how it goes. And see, and, but at the same time, like, it's also appreciated. Well, you know? no, there's definitely benefits to it. You know, there's, right. there's no, I agree. benefits and negatives for sure. Because if you're always trying to grow and change and address areas of problems, you know, chances are that's going to take the business down roads that it wouldn't have gone down. But also chances are you can miss some things by trying to go too quick, you know, trying to change things and do things. And you're not able to accurately assess the changes you're making because you're always doing the next thing. And um, I, I, I know that's one of the reasons why we work really, really well together is because I push you forward and you hold me back in the areas of our inefficiencies and you push me forward and um, I hold you back sometimes in the areas where we feel. And I, I know that's why we work really well together, but it's always interesting to me because the people that when you're looking at incentivizing staff and you're looking at how you can do that correctly, there's... There's people out there that are like me. There's people like my wife that are, I'm happy now and I was happy then and I was satisfied then and I'm satisfied now. Like this doesn't mean anything to me. Like my wife just went out the other day. Oh, here we go. I'm getting chills talking about it because this is so <laughs> close to home. Um, she went out the other day to Pottery Barn. It came up lacklusterly. Um, I have a running joke with my wife. I'm not going to get into it, but... Um, I was like, what'd you do today? You know, I was like, who'd you talk to? What'd you do today? Like, who'd you hang out with? Like, what was your day like? She's like, oh, I didn't talk to anybody. I was like, you didn't talk to anybody. She says, well, I talked to, I think her name was Becky. Like, I talked to Becky. Like, I would know who Becky is. Oh, you know Becky down at Pottery Barn? She says, Becky at Pottery yeah. Barn. And I'm like, <laughs> I think it was Esther. She's like, oh, I was, I was talking to Esther. I was like, who the hell is Esther? She's like, Esther from Pottery Barn. Like, I'm a freaking idiot. Like, I should know because my wife doesn't shop at Pottery Barn for the most part, really, at all. She shops at, you know, 
TJ Maxx, Target. You knew something was up when she was referencing Esther by name. Yes. And I was like, who's Esther? Esther at Pottery Barn. Freaking Duh. idiot was the connotation. <laughs> it's like, well, what were you doing at Pottery Barn? She's like, oh, I was browsing. It's like, what were you browsing for? Just killing time? Like, because my, my mom watches the kids for a few hours, three days a week. We paid her to help out my wife so my wife can get out of the house from five kids. Um, and I was like, what were you looking for? She's like, oh, I was looking at duvets. I was like, well, did you find one you like? She said, well, actually, I've been looking at one for three weeks, and I wanted to see it in person, and um, I really liked it. I was like, well, great. Did you buy it? And she said, yeah, I bought it. I was like, awesome. How much was it? She was like, oh, it was about 250 bucks." And I was like, oh. I was like, wait, what? And I was like, well, what's, like, like permanent duvet? No, Christmas duvet. And I'm like, oh, oh. $250 for a Christmas duvet we use 30 days a year? She was like, well, I've been, look like our duvet is just like an Ikea duvet. And I was like, yeah, well, then get a duvet for normal use. She's like, no, I wanted a Christmas one. I was like, okay. I was like, so was that like $250 before tax or after? She was like, well, it was it was $250 ish. And I was like, well, exactly how much? Because now I can tell she she's not sharing all the information. She was like, well, oh, it was, was probably your first closer thought? to 280 <laughs> And I was like, okay. And then she pulls it up online and it clearly says $299. I said, so $299 plus tax, like $320 for this duvet. Christmas. Christmas duvet. duvet. And I was like, oh, man. I was like, in what world do you just go out and drop 320 bucks on a whim? She's like, well, it wasn't a whim. I've been planning, I've been looking at this. I was like, yeah, but like, if you've been looking at it, shouldn't we have like been talking about a three hundred twenty dollar purchase? And do I bring you talk this. About, do you talk about big purchases that you that you make with your wife before you make them? Yes, you do. For so the like, most if part, if there was like a new driver, golf driver that came out. Oh yeah, I'm gonna tell her I want to get this driver, and she'd say, yeah, you deserve to buy yourself a driver. Like she would let me spend whatever I want to spend, but I usually don't spend money on myself just because. You know, I feel bad usually doing it. Um, and so what I spend money on is like backyard stuff, like um, building pergolas or I'm extending the backyard deck and we have a spa in the backyard now. And we're in a place financially where we're comfortable, which I'm very thankful for. And she can spend that kind of money. It's not a huge deal. But my point is she would have been satisfied when we were running our agency making 40 grand a year. Like yeah. it didn't matter that she couldn't buy the duvet then. Like literally couldn't, it didn't matter. She, she was satisfied then there's people out there like that, that are satisfied with where they're at. I am on the opposite end where I am never satisfied with anything. Like not in yeah. a bad way. Like I'm so unsatisfied that I'm mad. No, I'm just like, I, I need more. I need more. There's a, there's a podcast out there, um, that I listened to for a really long time. Um, with Andy Frisella, it's called the MF CEO project. Okay. Awesome podcast. You ever get a chance to listen to it? If you're listening to this one and you're one of our 12, 12 listeners, thank you. 13 this now. Guy, yeah, 13 <laughs> now. This guy has like millions of listeners from all over the country. And he's a self-made multimillionaire. He owns First Form, which is like a supplement company, right? Okay. Um, like just a fantastic uh, entrepreneur. Started from nothing, like literally slept in the back room of his first supplement superstore. And now lives in like this sick mansion. He's got supercars, Ferraris, Lambos, all the, you know, like, and he's like, people will come up to me and congratulate me on making it. And he's like, the fuck you talking about? I haven't made it yet. Like he's not satisfied. You know what I mean? 
I think it's just, it boils down to the, to the individual and how far, you know, some people are willing to go versus there's some guys in this community that I'm part of that instead of making their business better, they're at the bar at noon on yeah. a Tuesday yeah. and, and, they, and they say they're working, but they're not, they're sitting with the same people yeah. day in and day out drinking the same drink. And it's like, you and I are on calls trying to figure out how we're going to do this, this, and this in the right order for, yeah. for the growth of agency elephant, or I'm on a call, you know, and I just think that investment into putting your business, your baby into a better spot is almost like a, it's a sickness, but it's a good sickness. You know? Yeah, it's definitely good. Like I look at the trade-off on things like, um, I grew up, my dad owned his own pool and spa business growing up. And, um, I always wondered, like he had a, he was one of the most reputable pool and spa guys in our county area and had a good business. We had a decent life, you know, it wasn't anything super extraordinary by any means, but as a kid, he, when I was, when he started the business, when I was, I don't know, five or four, when he started the business, um, he took Mondays off and Fridays were always half days. Monday, he was always, and this dude is not lazy. This dude, uh, special forces, like he, this guy was a freaking go-getter hustler. Nothing he does is ever half speed or three-quarter speed. He's pushing to the max my whole life like an insane person, but he didn't do that in his business, not because he didn't have drive to make more money, but I always look at it now as, man, the trade-off of that was really impressive because I know who he is in his nature, and he, his entire business would take Mondays off completely. And with every Monday, we went and shot arch archery together. Every Monday since I was eight years old till I was... 19 years old and moved out every Monday morning. We went and shot archery together every Monday morning. And um, then Monday afternoon we grab lunch and then he'd go do some home projects at the house and tool around and do some stuff that he found joy in. But I always look back on it like, man, would I do the same thing? Could I, could I do the same thing? I was talking to a state farm buddy of mine today. We had coffee this morning and similar situation. You know, he was talking about, um, some mega state farm agent on the other side of the state with, you know, 15, 20 employees. Right. And he says, you know, it doesn't matter that I only have, you know, five and he has 20. He says, cause we're probably making the same amount, you know, yeah. and it's, it's those, it's those stepping stones on, okay. I want to grow and I need, you know, automation, staff, this, that, all these things that come along with the growth. And I think some people just pull the brake early and that's where they're comfortable. And other people want me personally, and I don't know what your thoughts are. I never wanted that mega agency. No, my mindset on my agency and my business was I wanted to make as much money as physically possible, working as little as physically possible. I wanted to Make. Just a true, just a true freaking American right yeah, there. I wanted to make <laughs> as obscene amount as money possible with as little of time spent in that business as possible. That was my yeah. goal. And that wasn't like, I want to make millions of dollars. That was, I want a good life and I want a healthy business before it gets away from me, that it pulls me into an area that I'm not necessarily wanting to get in, which is why I've never hired staff. I've kept my agency pretty much at the same level for the last three years, you know, growing to, um, to coincide with my attrition and putting in my agency still grows. I'm not just replacing accounts. I grow at a steady, slow rate, but my goal, and not that I'm sitting at home twiddling my thumbs, but 
before I got involved with Agency Elephant, my day was um, backyard projects. I'd work in the mornings and then in the afternoon, I'd be doing backyard projects all day, pouring concrete when we got our new house that didn't have any backyard built out. I would just do projects all day because it bring me, uh, it brought me a lot of fulfillment. And I was like, I'm yeah. happy with what the money I'm making. I'm trying to make more and growing and growing my referral partners and focusing on growing. But I also need to do something that brings me joy. And then when I came into Agency Elephant, um, it brought me an immense amount more fulfillment than I've ever had before helping other insurance agents prosper and grow as well. And that took over, you know the the joy I got in doing you know extracurricular building stuff and um that was my goal in my agency I didn't want to have staff that had to manage you know payroll workers comp you know all of those things I didn't see that as my agency and you didn't see having an agency that had 10 staff Mm -mm. no I like I like where we're at now um it's three of us and three of us plus a VA Mm -hmm. you know and we run lean, you know, um, got a client. He's a, he's a roofer and worked for a bigger company for a long time and learned the, learned the ropes and learned the business. And last year, year before somewhere in there started his own. Right. And they are growing market share ridiculous right now. Right. Okay. And one of the things him and I were just talking the other day, one of the things that he, that he's since uh, implemented into the roofing and, and out here, we're in hail country. We get hail every year, just a matter of when um, drone uh, roof inspections. Ooh. And he's like, bro, That's I can do cool. F- he's like, I can do five or 10 roofs in the time it would take one employee to do one roof. Yeah. Like the imagery and the technology and you know, the way that different, uh, businesses automate to be more efficient isn't always necessarily hiring more manpower and biting off chunks of of overhead yeah. like something like this i don't know what it cost him i'm assuming that a couple thousand few thousand yeah, maybe i least. don't know um but think of how much more efficient that can make his his business now. he's so making now one, that money back in a few months easy easy once one neighborhood gets hit and there's six seven houses all next to each other that need inspection let's do them all let's crack them out right now like this thing dude it's legit it's so cool that's cool and it's it's that it's that finding better tools to do the job without sacrificing the human element or sacrificing the human error like we were looking at reasons why we needed to purchase a drone for Agency Elephant for a while. We, can't, we, went, we still can't still, find it's one. Been about I really want one. I want one. Someone shoot us an email and let us know how we can use a drone. For automation. But, but I just I just think that's such a cool way to say, you know what? Yeah, we can come and look at your roof. And he can operate this thing from like a mile or two away. Jeez. You know, like that's go and cool. set up shop in a, in a neighborhood and. My buddy yeah. flies their drone for the police department and also does it for the, for the, um, he flies it for the, I'm sorry, the fire department where he works. And he also flies it for the police department because they don't have anybody to fly it. It's pretty freaking cool. Um, he says he doesn't enjoy doing the police ones as often because when they're doing a chase, he doesn't like watching how they end sometimes. No. <laughs> or he doesn't like to have to be the guy that says, yeah, he has a gun or not. <laughs> yeah. But you know, stressful. what? yeah, yeah, that would be stressful having to make that yeah. call. Uh, One of the things that I always like in this same mindset of like not being satisfied, you know, all the time, one of the things that the the lens that I try to look at it through 
and I tell this to my wife all the time, um, is something we tell each other all the time. Like, um, I'll tell her like, Hey, I love you just the way you are, but I love you too much to let you stay that way. Like in areas that we need to work on ourselves on, we always need to work on ourselves. And I try to tell that to myself as well. Like, I love who you are right now. And I love what you're doing right now, but I love you too much to let you stay that way. So keeping that fire of unsatisfaction, um, I think has helped me in life for sure. But I think there's also some negatives. Um, but you know, having somebody in your circle that like for you, for example, or that person in my circle that in, especially in agency elf and business and other stuff is pulling me back, you know, keeping me focused on things that we've done. Those are, I mean, you need somebody in your life like that, some type of, you know, business partner, buddy, friend, mentor, whoever it is, spouse, whoever it is, you need someone in that business in, in life to, to be the opposite. Like, Hey, you, you need, you need to be a little bit more unsatisfied here because we, I want more. (laughs) It's called, it's called, it's called balance. Yeah. Because if we were both the same way, like, (laughs) Agency elephant would be belly up. <laughs> we would have we would have crashed this thing into the ground months ago. I I honestly feel that, but no, I just think um, the balance is good, and that's kind of on the okay. Let me play devil's advocate on that. Ariel and I are very much the same. Ariel okay. and I both have a short fuse. We want it fixed right now. We want it fixed the right way. Like. We are very, very, very similar to where like her husband knows that she's my work wife and Amber knows that she's my work wife. Like we're on the phone probably more than me and Amber are like talking about resolutions, outcomes, how pissed off we are at this, how this went, right? Like we talk a lot to the point where Amber started calling her my work mother because now she's like- Hey, uh, Brian, it's 1230. Did you eat lunch? Do you want me to order? Like she was she our, she was our soup live mom. She was our suit. See what I mean? Yep. But her and I are very similar to where we probably were siblings in another life <laughs> and it works, right? It works. But what that does is now there's two of us that way. And if we ever did go to bring on that, that another person, they would have to mold to us because we ain't molding to them. That's we for ain't sure. doing dick. We ain't doing shit. Like you gotta, you gotta get on with our get way. angrier like, with us. Get angry. <laughs> no, she's fantastic. She is. Yeah, I don't know. I um, I'm always fascinated when like I do a lot of self reflection. Um, and and I've noticed like every single thing I've done in my life has been stemmed from irresponsibility. And I think that as business owners and you know, agents and other things, a lot of, you know, getting in the business is a massive risk, you know, going, cutting off from your captive company and going independent, massive risk, all irresponsible things. Um, and I think honestly, in looking at it, the, I think a lot of the areas where people become, you know, have whatever success level you want in your agency, you've got to have a little bit of an irresponsible, um, edge to yeah. you where you're willing yeah, to say it's got to be uncomfortable yeah you've got to be a little yeah. irresponsible and like yeah i know i don't necessarily have the funds to buy that ps5 to do the giveaway this month but let's freaking go let's send let's it go. we can send, send it, it. <laughs> swipe the card i saw this post on uh i saw this post on i forget who it was but it was about how they were talking to their therapist and uh the therapist was like yeah you just need to f and send it and I was like, yeah, you know, it's probably good advice for a lot of people. You need to freaking send it. 
it'd be a really bad advice for other people though. It would be bad advice for other people. My wife is yeah. not one of those people that can just send it. No, yeah. no, she's not. No, she's yeah. a, she's a good lady. She's uh, gonna, I keep telling her we are returning that duvet. She says we're returning that re- duvet. And I have a feeling that come Christmas time, it's, it's going to be on that bed. On it's going to look good. Yep. Yeah. So I'll send when you, you when, send when you, you started talking about the therapist, I wanted you to hit the, the like nature sound effect that you had which, on the board. Which one was it? Was it this one? <laughs> Son of a gun. <laughs> I think it was this one. <laughs> so How do I deep thoughts, deep thoughts with Matt Hahn. <sighs> deep thoughts. I don't know. I, I, I think there's a lot of things as being an insurance agent that are really, really challenging. And it's especially really, really challenging when you're doing it alone. It's one of the reasons why I really like um, insurance soup because there's people that, I mean, it's soup live. It was so cool to see people that have never met them their whole life, but have been best friends for years, call each other every day. And it was really cool to see all the posts and all the engagement and all the people there that were hanging out for the first time and they were best friends you know, and they were their insurance confidant. Like it, that was really cool. You need people in your life like that, especially as being an insurance agent. Um, you need, that event was special. It was, I'm really looking forward to the next one. Yeah. You had it. Well, you had a lot of time invested into people that were your Facebook friends, right? Like Sarah triple never met her, never been in the same state as her before. Right. But we spent a lot of time in chats, a lot of time on video calls, a lot of time, you know, sharing stories and and going through her ups and downs and my ups and downs. And, and then to be in the same room, it's like, I know you, like yeah. you're shorter, you're shorter than I thought, but I know you. Yeah. It was the same thing when we saw each other. Yeah. It was the same thing when I flew to South yeah. Dakota for the first time, it was like, dude, this is freaking awesome. Yeah. Like, this like, is awesome. We've been you're, best friends. You're, you're like, bro, you're fatter. I'm like, you're taller. It's like when we're the best of friends. <laughs> it's the Brian and Matt show. Uh, yeah. So um, I really challenge you. Uh, one, take a look at your office etiquette, uh, your bathroom etiquette in your office. That's um, a big one. That's a big one. Take a look at your office etiquette, your bathroom etiquette. Um, take a look at, you know, reviewing what incentivizes your staff. See what incentivizes different staff members and figure out what's the best thing for them. Might be gifts, might be trips, might be money, might be time off. Who knows? Um, take a look should, at that. We should have Casey on. She's really, really good at that. Yeah, she is. We should invite her on the next one. We should. Let's we should. reach out to her. Okay. Um, and then the other thing is uh, find somebody. Find somebody that you know can be your you know dynamic duo in the insurance world. You know, that you don't have to be as bromantic as me and Brian are, but you could, you could, could. you could, um, but you need to find somebody, you need to find somebody, whether it's a mentor or somebody that you're walking with and you need to find somebody to bounce things off of. And, um, you need to figure that out for sure. So those would be my, my challenges of the day for sure. I would avoid people named Frank who spend 45 minutes in the Avoid Frank's, avoid Frank's, avoid anybody that rhymes with a Schmarl's Schmickdade. (laughs) (laughs) taking shots at chuck Uh, all right right. well we appreciate you guys uh attending uh or listening (laughs) attending like they're in the freaking room (laughs) (laughs) idiot idiot dang it we gotta shoot the whole thing over uh we appreciate you guys um take a look at a couple of those things biggest thing is bathroom etiquette take a look at that (laughs) um don't be a frank other than that we wish you guys the rest of your day to go well it's the Brian and Matt show. Matt's got a mullet. Brian's got 
got a big ass beard, you can pull it. It's the Brian and Matt show. With all things insurance and random tomfoolery. The Brian and Matt show. What if I forgot to hit record? <laughs> oh, I would hate you so much. <laughs>